0: You are listening to Packers Talk Radio Network. PackersTalk.com
1: On this episode of Cheesehead Radio,
0: Aaron Rodgers continues his holdout through OTAs. Mark Murphy continues
2: his unforced errors.
1: Meanwhile, Jordan Love makes his case.
0: And the rest of the roster looks to be ready to thrive in 2021. Four quarters of
2: Packers Talk.
1: Right here on
2: Cheesehead Radio. Hello again, Cheesehead Nation. We are back from a self imposed hiatus with another episode of Cheesehead Radio now in our 12th year. Hard to believe. Well, a lot has happened, <laughs> which is the understatement of the year since we last chatted, and we will be getting to it all in just a bit. Our hosts tonight are the effervescent Kelly Hodgson, known as That Packer Girl on Twitter. Also joining us is the scintillating CD Angeli, known as TundraVision on Twitter. And lastly, little old me, the older but more youthful of your hosts, Jersey Al of Packers Talk and Cheesehead TV. You can find me at Jersey Al GBP on Twitter. So now, let's get this show on the road.
1: The Playbook
2: All right, Packers fans, we are back. Yes, it's been three months, but we are back to break it all down for you on all the happenings that have been going on over that time period. But before we get into all the Packers talk, I just want to ask my host a quick little question. Do you guys know what happened? And this has nothing to do with the Packers, by the way. Do you know what happened on this day in 1994?
1: Um
0: Kelly was born? Was that
2: her No,
1: birthday? I'm not that young. I'm
2: Oh, I'm okay. Old.
1: Um <laughs> um hey Alex Trebek, what is the famous Bronco chase?
2: You got it right,
0: absolutely. Oh, really?
2: Yeah, this came to my mind cuz I, I just happened to be flipping through the channels before the show and I, there was a 30 30 for 30 on ESPN about that day, like everything that was going on that day and that wasn't the only thing going on that day. Um, But needless to say, the O.J. Simpson Bronco Chase dominated our sets. And I think they said over 95 million people tuned in to see that. And, you know, I was just thinking about, you know, where where were you when when that happened? And from my from my standpoint, we had just uh, moved into to our house about a year before. And it was a house that was a disaster, pretty much a big house, but needed everything redone. So. We had spent all this money um, redoing the kitchen and the bathrooms and all this stuff. And above the garage, we had a nice big room, which eventually was going to be a playroom for the kids. And it would end up being the office for me where I work now, actually. But at that time, it was just plywood floors and two by four (laughs) studs. But but that's where the cable came in. So I said, you know what? when I mean, we had an extra couch, so I said, we can throw a TV in there and I'll throw a couch in there and that'll be like my TV room. So I was watching the Knicks playing game five against the Houston Rockets um, and huge, huge Knicks fan. And it was a really highly contested game, physical game. Uh, and they kept breaking away for this OJ Simpson chase. And I was really, really pissed at first and getting really annoyed. But then eventually, like pretty much everybody else, I just became engrossed with it, you know? What I wanted to do is to ask you two, where were you guys when that happened, and what was your story of where you saw that going down?
1: Okay, I actually know where I was. Um, I was in my crappy apartment on Dayton Street in Madison, and it was a stupid hot heat wave. Um, I had walked to go get some food, came back, and put on the TV, and... It was like watching a slow train wreck. So yeah, I know exactly where I was.
0: I was actually working at Wisconsin Lions Camp, and we were making a road trip to Milwaukee to go to Summerfest, if I'm correct, and we had all stayed, a whole bunch of us, 20 people stayed in a hotel on the way down, just south of uh, Stevens Point, I think, and... Everyone went down to swim and have a party and, and you know, have a good times. And I was by myself sitting up in the hotel room watching this car chase. <laughs> and I just ran into a lot of those people literally about a month ago. And they says. do you remember when we went there and you kept watching that O.J. Simpson thing and we were all having fun? I said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you do realize 40% of our audience wasn't even born yet, right?
1: They're like Googling right now, Bronco O.J.
0: Oh, Simpson.
2: During this, that, this um, 30 for 30, they actually played the police recording of the police conversation with him in the Bronco the entire time. So as it's going down the highway, they're telling him, don't do it, O.J., don't do it. Have your, fa- your family, throw the gun out. And O.J.'s like, no, I can't. I have to, I can't take this. And this whole repartee, you know, between the two as as the police officer is trying to convince him not to, not to kill himself, basically, in, in the car. And what struck me then and what struck me now more than anything was, was just, the people lining up on like the highway overpasses and with signs and cheering on OJ. And then once he got off the highway, running and he's on the local roads, running next to the car, running along with the car and saying, We love you, OJ. And all the, and the madness once he got to his house and every, all these people trying to, to see what was going on. And the, and the, uh, it was just, it was just a crazy, crazy scene.
0: All right. Well. Since we are going to be getting to our four quarters of Packers football, that will probably constitute our version of a Rob Wriggle skit uh, in the
1: pregame. <laughs> and about as good of a quality as that. <laughs> That's
0: all I can think of. Anyway, time for our four quarters. We're going to kick it off with the first quarter. Ladies and gentlemen, Rodgers Palooza. I don't know how we can get out <sighs> of we, this without Do we have about to? Them. Well, we haven't talked about it. So there are listeners who who just have not heard our deep thoughts on this topic. And we have <laughs> so many deep thoughts. So,
1: I guess I, I need I, to buy another voodoo doll is what I need to do. Because I'm sitting in my office and I've got this little far figurine with a million pins stuck in it. I guess I need a Rogers one because it's like, argh, I'm so sick and tired of hearing about Aaron Rogers. First why don't you have a far voodoo doll? Because of the not. same, because of the same effing oh, drama. Oh, during that time. During no, that time, I still have but... it. It's still on my desk.
2: No, I mean, I'm... but that's when you did it. When when he was retiring and unretiring. And... retiring
1: like about five. Okay. There's like about ten pushpins shoved into him right now. All right, right? I just I wanted I to be clear on one. that. No, I'm not bitter and, and salty. It's like just don't let just let the door hit you. On, don't let the door hit you on the way out.
2: You're talking about Rogers now.
1: Both of them. I'm just so sick of the drama. <laughs> also, Aaron, get a haircut. It does not look good. <laughs>
2: Come on, he's having a great summer, the best summer of his life.
0: Yeah, he was definitely doing some trolling uh, in that that video that he did for their little golf tournament. They're going to be doing. It is becoming, however, I think um, if, if maybe to compare this feeling to maybe you know a month ago, where people were saying the media is just ginning this up. It's not even a real story. Uh, to maybe you know a couple weeks ago, where people were saying, ah, it's 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 not real. They're just kind of uh, it's all hype. It's kind of real when he doesn't show up for OTAs, and you're already kind of starting this little passive-aggressive uh, war of words between the Packers organization and then you know, like I said, some of the trolling that Rogers himself was doing. It, it's becoming a little more real, and I think. Fans and the media are becoming a little bit more like, oh, okay, maybe this actually is happening. So, so Al, yes. what what is <laughs> happening? I mean,
2: this is what he does, though, right? I mean, it started with with him and McCarthy, you know, when he kind of when the when the love uh, went away, you know. Uh, don't you have a song his, for that,
1: Al?
0: Sorry. Don't you have a song for that? I mean, when the love went away.
2: Nothing. No, not not off the top of my head, but okay um put it this way love did not keep them together so
0: (laughs) and jordan love certainly did not
2: well we can go through a hundred love songs for for jordan love but we'll (laughs) not we won't do that tonight right um so in any case i mean this is aaron Rodgers. this is who he is like it or not and a lot of people don't like it especially now because he's just being more out front with it whereas you know he, he was a little more Reserved about some of the things he said and did when, he, when it came to uh, him and McCarthy's relationship and press conferences and answering questions. And um, I think that's all changed. You know, he's, he's feeling his oats. He's the MVP. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to be me. And I don't know that a lot of people like him being him.
1: But what is me? You know, it seems like it's prima donna. It's, uh, prima donna, getting a little toxic. Yeah, I get it. Play, you know, both sides of the fence because you want to renegotiate your your salary. I totally get that. Players do that all the time. Mm-hmm. But I think he's playing both sides for drama. It's like you know, Jay Glazer says from a source that's probably named Aaron Rodgers. But then you have you have. James Jones, well, he really wants to stay. You know, what is it? Is he coming or going? The thing is, it's like the day doesn't go by without dr- Roger's drama right now. So it totally tells me it's, it's being generated both sides by him. And what pisses me off about this is I remember him distinctly saying he was not going to be like Favre on the way out the door. Well, he's totally acting like Favre, if not a little worse.
2: <laughs> Just think of the 30 for 30 this is going to make. Oh my gosh!
1: It's like I don't care. Just leave already. If you're really miserable, it'll have to be retired. like four
2: hours. An hour would
0: not do it. So, I guess a lot of the discussion has to be around the end game. Obviously, June first came and went. This is when we knew that we could take that salary cap uh, acceleration, and having instead of having it all applied to. This year's cap would be split between this year and next year. So a lot of people expected if something was going to happen, it was going to be June 1st, and we all kind of sat there on pins and needles, and nothing happened. And,
1: 17 days later.
0: But, but, you know, the media's definitely keeping us going. I mean, there's there's a Mike Florio story coming out every day. There's, there's, uh, there's NFL guys who actually have blue check marks whom I've never heard of before. Uh, who keep <laughs> publishing Aaron Rodgers' content to make sure we're all still upset and enraged. And I'm just like, okay, guys, it, nothing's happening. But it's not just the media, guys. Mark Murphy uh, uh, makes a comment.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, that okay, they, okay. Are we moving guys-
2: to? Are we moving to the second quarter topic? Well, or?
1: Uh, no, <laughs> no, we still have to rant about Rogers. Even though I said I didn't want to, yeah. I totally want to rant about Rogers. But I'm so exhausted at this point that I don't care. Well,
2: let, let me ask you two a question, okay? Because you are both Wisconsin residents, gotcha. and I'm sure you talk to people every day about what's going on. What is the sentiment? Or, or is everybody sick of Rogers? Do they? Support Rogers and want Goody and Murphy fired, what would you say the, the breakdown is? Because I, 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 I read, before you say anything, because I read the comments every day. It's yeah. part of my, my job on, on Cheesehead TV and, and Packers Talk, and I've got to edit the comments and make sure there's no curse words and stuff like that. So
1: I God got a feel. Bless,
2: God bless right? you, Al. I got, I got a feel for what people are thinking there on the internet, okay? Right. And Twitter. I want to know just regular people in Wisconsin that you talk to. What do they think?
0: I think a lot of times when I talk to just your, your standard person on the street, you get kind of that standard, uh, boy, the front office has really screwed this up. Um, it, it's, but the interesting part about it is that it's very far of light. If you remember <laughs> the passion that came in 2008, I mean, people in Wisconsin were going to war. I mean, people were, were upset and angry and fighting. And there's sort of that same feeling. And like I said, I think most of the people I talk to tend to seem to side on the, oh, we got to defend our player. He's our boy, Aaron Rodgers. But people aren't as close to Aaron Rodgers as they were to Favre. Right. Favre, then, Favre was this, Yeah, he was this everyman. I mean, he,
1: he was very folksy. That's the point the I wanted to get to. Okay, right. good.
0: Yeah, but he had, he, we knew the name of everyone in his family. We knew Irv. We knew his sister. We knew the name of his kids. We knew Deanna. We saw him go through his, his drug addiction and recovery. We saw him go through his dad passing away. And all this happened with Favre. I mean, it was visceral. I mean, this was betrayal or it was we're going to defend him and we're never going to watch the Packers again.
2: One, it, one, one other major difference, though, between mm-hmm. the Favre situation and the Rodgers. Favre wanted to come back,
0: right? I disagree.
2: He wanted to come
0: back. Oh, I don't think he did. He
1: just wanted no? to, the, he he wanted to say be he, charge. He
2: multiple times he wanted to come back?
0: He did, but he knew that they had crossed the Rubicon, and he was trying to force a trade. I don't think yeah, he I agree. I agree wanted to come CPI back. Yeah, so, I, I don't think so.
1: And I think you highlighted a big difference between Rodgers and Favre. Favre, we had this parasocial relationship with him you kind of knew who he was but you know, as, as if you almost knew him where rogers is a mm-hmm. lot more elusive and i'm going to argue the people i've talked to about my side of the state since i'm on the west side of the state mm-hmm. have this a little more. and maybe it's because some of them are vikings fans but there's definitely this bigger sense of detachment it's like just go already mm-hmm. yeah, i'm sick of the drama and maybe it's because they're battle weary because of 2008 but the people i've I, you know people I, I interact with you know friends whatnot they're just sick of it. It's like, yeah. just rip the mandate off one way or another and be done with it.
2: Yeah, and I think the way the way they carry themselves, too, has something to do with it. You know, Favre, like you said, the everyman, he's hanging out in, in bars on, on off nights with uh, with his couple of Packer buddies there. Uh, he's the guy that you could relate to more as an everyday person. Mm-hmm. Count Rogers is this, you know, California cool, and he hangs I- out with celebrities
1: and... Right, yeah, he's a you, Lewis. Re- you really never got to know him. It's right. like nobody knew he was engaged until he announced it at the at the awards. Yeah, I mean, how year. how
2: weird is that?
1: But he's so closed off personally from the yeah. public. You don't really know. Him. He's closed off from his family, <clears throat> where it's a totally different personality. It's like yeah, Far was a great big extrovert. You know, Rogers is an introvert. And neither one is 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 a detractor, but I think fans because of Favre's personality were more emotionally invested in him because it's like it's yeah. it's your kid it's your brother it's it's you know, the guy next door that's leaving as opposed to Rogers has always had more of a kind of a movie star type persona
2: yep I kept I started seeing it uh, early on this year on on the, on the, the comment sections. Hollywood Rodgers, people calling him Hollywood Rodgers. He's hanging out with movie stars now, and those—that's his circle of friends. And, and
1: that's something and, you know. Clay Matthews called him years ago after winning the uh, Super Bowl. I think it was it was him that called him Hollywood. Oh, is that right? I, th- I think it I was. correct. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that's back when Clay and Aaron would tw- actually tweet on tw- on the Twitter. It seems like it's almost a cultivated and curated persona right now. You know, we've got the long hair, the Zen master. You know, the the uh, the, the, the sudden girlfriend, the pictures of the vacation. Everything is, seems very deliberate, whereas Favre was a lot more spontaneous and a little more impulsive.
0: there's a lot of more
1: impulsive. Yeah, well, yeah.
0: So, so let's catch up to today, right now. We're we're, we're yep. obviously seeing we're seeing that obviously Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he doesn't inspire that same passion. I mean, whereas in 2008 it was fire, Ted Thompson, and now it's kind of like, yeah, fire Murphy. You know, it's kind of that
1: or it's yeah, Walk fire. Rogers. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, and that's what you're seeing. I think you're, you you do see that level of we went through this already in 2008, and we really didn't like it. And we also learned that the world didn't end when Favre left, and we literally won a Super Bowl two years later. So. The world doesn't come to an end. That stated, Favre was still he was struggling. <laughs> I mean, let, let's face it. I mean, you know, every, really in the knots, Favre was good. He was an MVP-esque. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers last year was MVP-esque. And so there is a little more concern from an objective and maybe practical point of view. You don't just trade away an MVP quarterback, but Do you? And if you ask me, I say yes, because he's never going to have more value in trade. And if he's really not wanting to be here, do Packer fans want to go through a 2008 division as we did?
1: I worry with this this behavior that if he hasn't already, he's going to divide the locker room in a very ugly way and really fracture the team. (laughs) All right. So
0: let's just take it around the horn here to finish up this first quarter. Right now, you are Mark Murphy. Right now, you are Brian Gutekunst. Right now, you're the Packers organization. What's the path forward right now with Aaron Rodgers? What's going to happen?
2: Well, that kind of depends on Aaron Rodgers, right? I mean, we still haven't heard from him. We still, I mean, there's a ton of speculation and and all these sources and telling us what these various issues are. We still don't know. So, you know, how can we... Guess at a path forward when we really don't know what's going on. I'm to the. I personally agree with what the Packers are doing right now, and just well, we're just going to continue our doing our business here, and whoever's our quarterback when we get into camp, and that's who we're going to go with.
1: As much as I hate the idea of a Blake Bortles era, come on! I've made fun of him for years. It it Um, won't be Blake Bortles. Oh my god! He's a good, but he's a good insurance policy. Yeah, yeah, Um, that's why he's there. I'm to the point and maybe this is me just being the crabby old broad that unless Rodgers wants to give 100% or more this year let him walk let's see what we can get for him because the, car, the Packers hold all the cards you know either he retires or we trade him and i either way it, the Packers are in control of his destiny this year i in may i thought this was all just a ruse it's like okay let's you know dog and pony show to, to restructure his contract but at this point i'm so exhausted with the whole drama around him right now it's like just effing walk i don't care
0: if you follow me on twitter you may remember that i got into a pretty huge fight with jacob westendorf and jason Perrone. maybe not a fight but a pretty healthy, discourse uh, discourse, a discourse. Is what they, call it.
1: they call that on twitter it's a discourse
0: yes it was a discourse because i was saying it was ridiculous to have signed Roger to this contract. Um, we've already got all these huge contracts that are weighing us down cap wise. I was like, you know, man, going into this pandemic here, let's trade away all of our free agents, Bakhtiari, Jones, just get a whole ton of, of, of drafts, draft capital to go with. Well, we didn't do that. We re-signed many of them, which has put us further into a situation to make 2021 really this... We we got a jam in the window right now trying to hold it open, you know, one year because we know in 2022 to some degree we're going to have to blow this team up. And I think Aaron Rodgers felt that might have been him or it may have been a situation to say, you know, I'm not in control of my destiny. Are you telling me that we're going to have this all in year in 2021 and then you don't know what's going to happen to me? Forget that. I want to control. I want to control this. I want to control this, and I want you to commit to me for three years. And I want you to bring back Jordy Nelson. I want you to bring back uh, Jay Kumro and da 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 da. And I don't know if that's what he's saying, but that's what the feel is. And I'm like, oh man, we've already really hijacked this team and our and the future. We really mortgaged the future for 2021, and he doesn't want to be a part of it. It's a bummer because this is really roger's last big chance to get a super bowl because as we'll talk about later in the show this is a darn good roster right now this is a really good roster right now it's really really good it's it's really mature
1: exactly
0: so there's a point where i'm like let's trade him and then i'm also like well we've already kind of screwed ourselves over the
2: thing is now you really can't (laughs) trade him now at this point right because you're gonna you're gonna get you're gonna want draft picks right Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and at this point you don't know where team you're training to is gonna is gonna end up, right? You could end up training into a team that you think is bad, but with Aaron Rodgers on it, you know, maybe you get a lousy draft you get lousy draft picks out of it. So really the the time to do it would be next February.
0: Al? Yes I'll tell you what. Since we're gonna go that direction, we're gonna end the first quarter. Okay. And let's kick off the second quarter, which the topic is. Mark Murphy and the Packers front office, let's continue this conversation right now. You don't think they can trade him right now?
2: Well, they could, but they're not going to get the the right value. They're going to want draft picks, right? If you're going to do that, it's all going to be about the draft, right? And that's all teams are going to want to give you, all right? I mean, a team drafting for Aaron Rodgers is not going to give away any other good players, right? Because they want a good team for, for Aaron Rodgers to play on. So it's going to be all about draft picks, right? Mm-hmm. So at this point, you're not going to get the value in the draft picks. You, you'll you get much better value in February where you know where everybody is going to end up in the draft order. So Unless, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to try to yeah, trade yeah, that, them now.
1: That does make sense because it's going to be a team that was either draft a quarterback in the top five or get Rodgers. So – Right. We would get we would get a great top five draft pick and maybe which is a, for a the minimum years, that you're going to want. Right. Yeah, I would want at least one number one. So uh, it's going to be quarterback for quarterback right now. If you you gamble it and we get we say okay let's let's trade for a fir- you know first round draft pick a second and a third or whatever and they do really well. Well, we it's a lateral move. We might move up a spot or two. And that's yeah. it. Yeah. I would, yeah, I, I'm with Al. If we're going to trade, I would rather trade when there's a team that's desperate. And that would be in February or March. So but
0: what happens, though, if he chooses that he's not going to play?
1: We don't have to pay him. And I'm <laughs> right. okay with that. That's
2: what happens.
0: It is. Like a bazillion dollars to up in the cap. <laughs> do you remember the cloud that hung over the team in 2008? I mean, it was rough in the shadow of Favre getting traded to the Jets.
1: And he was so mad back then that he had little kids swearing at him at training camp. It's like, dude, you're doing the same damn thing to, to right. Jordan Love right now. How dare you? So
0: I guess I look at it, and, I, you know, and I, I projected this, and I have no idea what we could have gotten for Favre. I mean, I was kind of reading some of the, the news articles from 2008, and people were saying, oh, Favre would never garner more than a, a third-round draft pick. Maybe a
1: second round if they were desperate, but yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but you know,
0: I, I, I sat and I processed what if the Vikings would have coughed up. Three draft picks, you know, three first rounders, and I, I said, I know it's crazy. I know it's crazy, but think about it.
2: It wouldn't the matter because the Packers wouldn't trade him to the Vikings. No, they would never go to the Vikings.
1: That's why they he gets sent to. Wouldn't him. do it. They wouldn't trade him to anywhere in the NFC.
2: Right. Exactly. Now, but a you same all same situation out. with Rogers. So you, you, you can't really use that example.
0: I have to use that example because I was the one in 2008 saying they should trade him there because that's where <laughs> we're going to get the most capital. And then guess what? We he ended gets, up playing him anyway. You he can say that to anyway. you blue in the face, it never would have yeah. happened. <laughs> well, it doesn't
1: I know. matter. He was there what? the next sure. year. But he bided his time and ended up there anyway. This is what Rogers is going to do. Rodgers would, if he leaves on his own terms and retires, he can unretire and suddenly show up in Chicago or or the Vikings. You know his what he's that's what he's gonna do because he's a petty vindictive little well, dude.
2: The Packers still hold his contract, yes. right? And it's they hold it for a couple of years, so he can't just go play somewhere else. He's he would to have on. to be traded somewhere else. He can't retire for a year and then just say, all right, I'm going to go play for the Vikings. And can't how the do heck that.
1: did that work with Gronk?
2: <clears throat> Gronk? His contract must have been up.
0: That's the key, is the contract. <clears throat> I guess as I look at it, and right now, some of the, the comments that we've had from Murphy, uh, and, and I realize Murphy is maybe sometimes not the most Succinct of speakers, no. you know. he, he <laughs> you think he, he does have this strange. ability you know that to for years. Shoot himself in the foot. Gosh, golly. Yep. Yeah. But Shocked face the idea of calling him a complicated fella, even if you go back and read it in context and say, "Oh, yeah, that he didn't mean to call him that name," et cetera, et cetera. It still just puts it out that right now Murphy's saying. Hey, Murphy, how are you going to solve this? Well, yeah, he's a complicated yeah. Well, that means you don't have a plan. It means you we don't know. I mean, you're, you're looking at yourself in the mirror going like, oh, my God. Yes, I can smile the like the a hell are we cat. Do?
1: But hey, do what you know am I going to do? And, and in situations and, like that, and, Rogers sees blood in the water, and it's all to his advantage right now. It's like, oh, my God, they really don't have a plan. So here's a totally different. A topic about regarding Mark Murphy. So it's like Farv R. F. farv Rogers wants him out. Who would satisfy him enough to be the head cheese that he would ever come back? I, the answer is nobody.
2: Yeah, I don't know. But how do you know he wants Murphy out?
1: Hasn't he said little, or from like, source this quote
2: unquote? Yeah, that was all about Goody. That he wants Goody fired, and then
1: who does he want to replace him with? That's the question. I, uh, hey, Aaron Charles, come on our show. I want to ask you, who do you want to replace him with? First of all, I don't
2: believe that that particular thing that came out. But anyway, because that didn't come out from with the original story. That was like other people piling on. Like, oh, wow, there's a, Schefter just broke this great story. Let's, what can we come up with? You
1: know, yeah. that was
2: part of that. But.
1: Meanwhile, somewhere <laughs> in Illinois, John Rayhart is laughing and saying, ha ha, suckers, I told you all.
0: Uh, Matt LaFleur actually was pretty, pretty fired up yesterday in his press conference and was asked uh, a little bit about the uncertainty. And, and uh, you know, one of his responses was, you know, our message for, Jordan Love is the same message it's been all the time. You're one play away, so you prepare like you're the starter, and he has embraced the situation and is learning. So LaFleur has been rather quiet in this whole thing, whereas uh Mike McCarthy back in two thousand eight may not have been uh quite as quiet. I think uh LaFleur's Yeah,
2: McCarthy to- had a bit of an ego issue. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, yeah. you know, Lafleur is not a fool. He was. <laughs> and well, that's another
2: thing McCarthy. Well,
1: never mind. <laughs> yeah, he was a fool. Uh, um, <laughs>
2: in some but, ways.
1: But, you know, Lafleur has the powerful tool that is the retrospectoscope. He saw how it played out in 2008, and he knows he's not going to stick his foot in his mouth because he's a smart man. And he has to play both sides. So, if Aaron comes back, we'll welcome him with open arms. If he doesn't come back, Jordan loves our man. He has to be that way because. When everyone else is losing their head here, Matt LaFleur is the grown-up in the room. Yeah, he has proven that, right? And I, kudos right. to him because he thought he was coming in and going to have an MVP quarterback and a Super Bowl run. And right now, everything's up in the air because yeah. Rodgers is one giant plate of drama cakes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So, so I think we're going to conclude our second quarter here, and we're going to move on to a pretty interesting uh, guy here for our third quarter conversation, Jordan Love. And I think you hit on it very well, uh, Kelly, when you spoke about you know kids coming up and swearing at Aaron Rodgers in uh, training camp in 2008, and how we as uh, maybe not you know very impulsive and passionate fans will look to blame anyone. And of course, everyone blamed Aaron Rodgers for some odd reason for everything that happened between Thompson and McCarthy and Farf. And uh, now we're looking at a little situation where. Jordan Love is really under the microscope, and and c- certainly the media coverage is not helping. A little bit of hype with that. Ooh, Jordan Love better be ready to play at an MVP level. Um, had a little bit of a shir- uh, uh Had a tough first day of uh, OTAs, but then came back and really uh, impressed. I think everyone in OTAs. No, it is OTAs. It's OTAs. That's OTAs. Right? You know, but he looked good. He looked good, and. that's a nice feeling and a nice boost of confidence for him because, man, the number of people I've been seeing just looking for any excuse to rip on this kid. It's not his fault he was drafted. It's not his fault they traded up a couple spots to get him. It's not his fault that Aaron Rodgers may or may not be unhappy about it and may or may not be holding out because of it. But, darn it, he's a nice kid coming in, and we need a talented quarterback. I mean, we're a lot better with him doing well than we are with him not
1: doing well. And do you remember how not good Rogers was his rookie year and even a couple years into being the understudy I feel I'm willing to, to forgive those bounce passes that love did last year in training camp because the the love yeah he had that rocky first day but he looks like a different player this this spring and I have a lot more confidence in him and he's had a year to learn and watch and also work on his mechanics I think he's further along than I, I think we realize Al
0: what do you think
2: well, I mean, obviously, you you we've followed the the day by day stories out of camp and how bad he looked one day and how good he looked the next day and and yeah, it's, I mean, he's basically a rookie as far as getting reps, right? Because he didn't get get any last year, uh, and then with with COVID and it was very restricted, so he didn't have camp, he didn't have the reps and. You know, from that standpoint, it's great that Rogers isn't there because you know, wow, he, they're really giving giving him the workout. You know, so they're seeing what they have. They're giving him an opportunity. So, what he really is, don't know. We'll wait and see until they actually play some games and we'll see him in live action. But um, you know, that's really all we can do.
0: I did get into a little bit of a, of, as you say, discourse. Uh, with someone on Twitter who you was, getting into
2: lots of discourses. right? I you, do. I've been. A you little sound fight. like
0: the grumpy old man to me.
1: Yeah, getting off my lawn. Exactly.
0: exactly. I don't tolerate. I don't tolerate ignorance well. <clears throat> um, and you know, this guy was trying to say, you know, Jordan Love this year would have been a th- a third round pick. He would have been a third rounder in this draft this year. And I'm like, no. You know, we kind of talked about it, and I said this guy was said he might be, you know, top ten even in this year's draft. I mean, he was the possibility that this guy is still a first rounder, no matter what year he's drafted in. I'm getting tired of people denigrating. I don't know why we pile on him. You're right, Al. I mean, we don't know anything until we really throw some pads on and, you know have a different color jersey, you know, on the other line of scrimmage. But everything I'm look, seeing and hearing right now is encouraging. Now you're going to go into the season with, you know, <laughs> you know the, this this huge cloud and question mark. And, you know, is it possible Jordan Love plays Significant Time this year?
2: Yeah, I mean, we should all just, you know, adapt as our theme song. I want to know what love is. Boy. I don't know. I'm
1: going to sing it. It's not me.
2: No, you yeah. don't want to hear that.
1: <laughs> I do not like the song when I came like it
0: now. Really? I like that song. Yeah. So, well, I'll tell you what, let's end the third quarter there. That was a quick third quarter. We have we
1: have... won a quarter yet? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: it's hard. To, it's hard.
2: There's no winning here with these topics.
1: Oh, it's like lose, well, lose, lose. Right.
2: maybe a draw in the
1: third quarter.
2: There's no known answer to any of those topics, so we can't determine a winner or a loser.
1: You would have thought, after being really close to making it to the Super Bowl, we'd be more positive this spring. Ugh. It feels like the Super Bowl's a gazillion miles away now. Which it is.
0: <laughs> this is true. So let's move on to the fourth quarter. Here, I think, might be our win. If we're looking for a win, uh, I think we had a push with Jordan Love. I think both Murphy and Rodgers right now have to go down as losses. But um, as the Packers have kicked the can down the road, which I know I'm not allowed to say. You now, did it. You did it. Did oh, anyway, my God, penalty. Just, just to piss put you off. Dollar but...
2: in the, put a dollar <laughs> in the swear jar.
0: Ah, uh, yes. But um, I, I think what's what's important is that that kicking of the can, yes, makes 2022 and 2023 look very ah. questionable. But for 2021, this roster's kind of coming together. Um, and I know you want to talk a little bit about the rookies, Al, but I'm looking at just some of these different players and how as we've had to cobble this, we're going to cobble this 53-man roster together. You know, running back, we're going to have Aaron Jones. Yeah, we lost Jamal Williams, but, you know, the thigh master A.J. Dillon's going to be there, and it looks like he's ready to to come in there. You got Kylan Hill backing that up. Really good running back crew again. Uh, Robert Tunyon at tight end. That's that's fantastic. I personally think MVS is really ready to step up and be a solid wide receiver two next year. He really proved himself well at the... Yep, I think he's there. Uh, Amari Rodgers, I think Funchess is going to come back and be solid. I think we have as solid as a wide receiver crew as we're going to have that we can, we can have under the circumstances with Devontae Adams at the top. I think our offensive line is going to be as well put together with Bakhtiari back, well, hopefully. We have
2: 20 guys there. So this
0: is true. <laughs> we've got to be
2: able to get eight
1: or nine good ones, right? Yeah, exactly. 20 to one, choose from. one would hope.
0: Yeah. Now, if, if <laughs> A our, lot of depth our, there.
2: A lot
1: of depth there. Sure. And but my one, one worry with the receiver core, and you look at some of the passive aggressive tweets and Insta um, posts from the wide receivers. I hope that if Rodgers doesn't come back, these guys embrace love because right now there's a lot of passive aggressive that Favre's our man. Are not Favre? Oh God, Freudian slip. He's acting like him. Rodgers is our man. Yeah,
2: they're, they're pro, you know they're professional players. They're, they will. I mean, love is the guy that's going to give that throwing them passes and. Help their stats go up, which is going to make him more money. So you know they're going to be in his corner. So yeah, so. I
0: mean, you, but when you look at some of these guys who I think you know a year or two ago were struggling, a guy like Envia, Um <clears throat> Darnell Savage had kind of a down year and, and bounced back this year. You're looking at Eric Stokes stepping in and possibly you know being an improvement over Kevin King. You're looking at Rashawn Gary who, you know, just 2 years ago people were saying was the biggest draft bust of all time and suddenly he might literally be our best edge rusher on the
1: team. And he may be all pro, who knows. He's really yeah, exactly. rising fast. Yeah, so, this
0: should
2: be his breakout year, you would think. Really.
1: Oh, I hope because he's just a, this past year he was a delight to watch.
0: Mm-hmm. His
1: speed and he is he doesn't over he doesn't fly past people ever. It's awesome.
0: I just wish that our what's our, what's our new defensive coordinator's name? Joe Barry Joe Barry, wouldn't it be great if he could devise a scheme that would get the Smith brothers and Gary on the field at the same time? Oh, no, I, I think mean, you would, will see that.
2: I, th- that I definitely be think beautiful. you'll see that.
0: Not that all be, the time, like,
2: you know. No. Not all the time, but there definitely will be times when he does that, without a doubt. So you can count on it.
0: Yeah, right and I hear from me. <laughs> well, I kind of said it first, and then you followed up, but it's okay. I'll let you take credit for it. Oh man, you want credit for everything? Well, I do. So. Yeesh.
1: He's still, he's still about... claiming credit for Swerve and Urban. Irvin.
0: Mm-hmm. I never claimed credit for that. Yeah, yes, you did. did. Yeah, oh, you, you did. certainly did. I don't did. Don't be a liar. <laughs> yeah, we'll pull we up the show. Go pro-
2: <laughs> we had to prove you wrong, so don't be a liar. So I'm you,
0: pretty sure. I'm pretty sure we you lost, lost all credibility program. now. Lost the uh, audio. Uh, it too. was at a pod. We, we
2: all credibility out the window. That's it. Yep.
0: So looking at Ken Ingles, you know the oh don't don't
2: start with kicking the can.
0: No, no, no! I actually looked at his projected uh, okay. fifty-three man roster.
2: You and Kane Ingles are like big cap downers on Twitter. I mean, you are. You two are like peas in a in a pod. It's he's like like literally my
0: he's my spirit animal. Seriously, <laughs> yeah. He's like awesome.
1: re-
2: re- negativity.
0: Oh. No, it's called pragmatism. No, it's not. It's negative. Yeah, uh, it's being it's, pragmatic.
1: It's negativity. called playing reverse money ball, where you give away all of her talent.
0: No. <laughs> anyway, that's how funny ball works, it's, dude. <laughs> it's ponderous. Yes, but anyway, in his final 50-man yes. roster, he anyway. <laughs> he is uh, projecting almost all of our rookies to make the team, all of our draft picks to make the, the roster. I think and so. I think that's exciting. Yeah. And this is actually leading to being nice to you, Al. So I don't even know why I'm being nice to you anymore. But you want to talk a little bit about the rookies. So uh, let's Yikes. talk a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, well, you got to hear three of them speak this week, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the three top picks, actually, yep. um, and they were very impressive in, in different ways. You had uh, you had Myers to come on and answer questions, and this is uh, you know a twenty two year old kid. And you could have sworn he was like 36 and had been in the league for a dozen years. And the way he was answering questions and he was speaking so so well and um, concisely. And uh, he, he did all he, he handled all the line calls at Ohio State, both pass and run. So that was a concern of mine. You know, when that guy come in and starting the first year at center, uh, Lindsley was able to do that. But that doesn't happen that often. So I felt real good after hearing him speak. And then up next up was Eric Stokes, who, you know, I mean, he is a cornerback, right? He's had that that high energy. Oh, yeah, man, everything. Oh, that was – answer to everything was, oh, yeah, that's crazy, you know, and then he goes into the enthusiasm and uh, the love of what he's doing and I think a little bit of awe that he's actually – in the NFL, you know, so yeah,
1: there was definitely. Oh my god, we're going to Disney World! Feel too,
2: yeah. Like, oh, I can't believe this is happening to me. So, uh, but you know, given aside from that, you know, what I've seen of him on tape and and uh, looked at scouting reports, I'm, I'm pretty optimistic uh, about him. He might not be a first year starter, but he will get snaps, uh, especially when Kevin King gives up his first bomb just before the half, uh, I think you'll see, I <laughs> think you'll see more Eric Stokes, but um, next up was Amari Rogers. And this guy was a football player. I mean, I don't care what size he is, what, what height he is. And he he's been basically coached by his father, who was an NFL player. His mentor was Randall Cobb. He's just all business, this guy. Every answer was how hard he was working at this and just I think the guy is going to be really tremendous for the Packers, you know, so I'm very enthused.
1: And with him, I would not be surprised if he rises quite quickly among the ranks and on the depth chart. This is a kid that's got a lot of potential.
2: Yeah, I I think so too. Um, So those are the three we heard from. Uh, We didn't hear from Tedder Slayton who, however, we've heard tremendous reports about him in camp and I'd love to see him be successful so that he can let Kenny Clark, play out of the nose tackle position and get out on top of some guards one-on-one and, and wreak some havoc. I'd love to see Slayton be able to get some snaps at nose tackle to do that. I think that will help the Packers' defense and their defensive line specifically, because that to me is like the one position group where maybe the depth isn't there. You know, So that would be huge for the Packers if he can actually come through there. Um, and then you had the the cadre of offensive linemen that were selected, Royce Newman, uh, Cole Van Lanen, um, who was the other guy? Um, oh, Josh Myers. Yeah, that's right. So I already spoke about him. So those are the three. And you have a couple of um, of undrafted free agent linemen that have been getting a lot of talk. Uh, Coy Cronk was one, Jacob Capra, uh, another guy from Wisconsin, right? John Dietzen. Yep. Yeah, he yeah. was a Wisconsin player, right? So on that end, they've got a ton of options, hoping that one of them <laughs> comes through and can be like that last offensive lineman on the, on the, on the roster that can play multiple positions. So I think, uh, you know, they're in good shape there. Uh, the other rookies were uh, the inside that. linebacker. Well, I'll get to him in a second. Yeah, oh, sure. the inside linebacker, uh, Isaiah McDuffie and the cornerback, uh, Shamar. John, uh, Charles. John Charles, right, both being looked at as key special team contributors. I mean, these guys were, were beasts at special teams. So those that's that's an important thing for the Packers, as we all know how awful their special teams have been. And then finally, last but not least, as you just mentioned, Kylan Hill drafted in the seventh round, which was a surprise to a lot of people who thought he would go much higher. There was actually another running back that I like drafted the pick after him. So I knew more about that guy than Kylan Hill. But since I've had time to go look at Kylan Hill, yeah, I I get why people are surprised that he lasted that long. So uh, I think they're going to have a hell of a running back group, uh, position group on this team. Um, And maybe one of the the best and well-rounded in in the league, you know, as far as depth-wise. So I think this is... I mean, we haven't seen them on the field yet, right? We always got to throw in that disclaimer. But I am not always super optimistic about a a draft on the whole, but I really am about this one.
1: Yeah, this seems like a really solid draft, and we're going to have a real training camp this year, so I'm excited to see how they develop just over the course of camp. And like we said previously, last year we never really got to see anybody in how they developed because there really wasn't much of a training camp. Absolutely. Hey, so I call this a win for this quarter. Yay us.
0: Yeah, I think so. I would even say it's 53 wins. So that actually brings our record to 53-2-1 for the game. <clears throat> okay.
1: All right. <laughs> we'll I guess.
2: I guess.
0: We'll take it.
1: Thank you all so much for joining us on Cheesehead Radio as we already started our 12th season. Make sure to head over to Packers Talk where you can explore several unique Packers podcasts. Please follow at Packers Talk Net on Twitter and like us on Facebook. Cheesehead Radio and all Packers Talk podcasts can be found on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcatching app. If you liked what you heard, show us some love and leave a review. You can also find us on Siri, Alexa, or Google just by saying, play Packers Talk podcast. That's a wrap. Hey, the new season's about to start. Go Pack Go!
0: Go Peco, right. go, everybody. Good talking to you guys again. Let's do it again soon.
1: Yep.
0: All right. Good night, everybody.